an African story formerly produced for radio, presented and read by Richard Nichols. The end of a long day. Our new commanding officer is now sipping on her second cup of coffee as the evening gets later and the clock on the wall shows 18.30 as she peruses through pages of documents and receives an email to confirm no blood samples found at the hospital. With Peter and Bob missing, this creates a problem as it would be nice to confirm that Wendy and Linda are in fact sisters. Her only plan is to arrange for Linda to give a blood sample that may be tested against genetic material from Wendy's body that is at the lab currently. The pathology lab may be able to help in this regard, hopes Robertson. The help could go a long way in having solid leads to pass on to Lieutenant General Platter when he makes an appearance mid-morning tomorrow. At the park office, Jim and Jan try to put together the disappearance of Bob and his son Peter. This is strange, thinks Jim to himself, as he puts the kettle on for morning coffee. Jim asks, should we have Linda brought to the office? I shall send a park attendant to fetch her. Jan looks up from reading the newspaper and replies, don't see why not. She'll be happy for the company as she is on her own. The sun comes up over the park as Fran Marks, a park attendant, goes downstairs and out the main door and makes her way to the white land cruiser and is soon on her way to the hotel in the park. As she parks the car outside the front of the hotel in a parking bay marked for staff of the park or hotel employees. She sees Linda Winters at the front desk asking for help of some kind, makes her way to the desk and approaches Linda and introduces herself. Linda immediately turns and says, I would appreciate a ride to the office. Marks replies, I have the land cruiser outside, let's rock and roll. Within minutes, two ladies make their way up the stairs onto the landing and find themselves in the middle of the conversation over Peter and Bob, who are nowhere to be found. Robertson has done an all-night shift, looking over documents and contacting the pathology lab to find out if tests could be done using Linda Winter's blood and a genetic sample taken from the somewhat decomposing body of Winda Winters, if this is who it is. London, UK, the year is 1990. Linda and Bob sit in the hotel lobby, awaiting the taxi for a day outing to the Tower of London and to pick up some lunch. They had all of this planned and Fred and his young girlfriend Penny were to meet them for lunch and this would be combined with the changing of the guards at 11am. The taxi picked them up and dropped them off at the meeting place where Fred should have been waiting. Time went by and no Penny or Fred to be found. Bob and Linda went on to the tower and to lunch. They missed the changing of the guards at the palace. A wonderful day started out disappointing, as Fred has a habit of not keeping appointments. When you work for a criminal organisation that trades in animal parts and are planning to take advantage of your brother's kindness by getting 
in on the park project to be started in SA by Bob. Fred had an unplanned meeting with a member of the poaching ring and then gave some very poor reason to Bob as to his failing to come on the day's outing. The year 1992. A very young Bob and Linda tie the knot with some of their close friends to share in their moment of star-struck love. Once again, Fred did not turn up. The year 1995. The love made top of the pops and Fred tied the knot with Penny in January of 1995. The year 2000 and Bob takes up his position in the park back in South Africa together with Linda and in May 2002 Peter is born. Fred by 2004 is divorced from Penny. You've been listening to an episode of African Story read and written by Richard Nichols. Join me again for another exciting installment of African Story coming soon.